Stream the show on demand at KetchikanRadio.com. Hello, 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 and welcome to the First City Forum, brought to you by Providence Properties in Southeast Alaska Orthopedics. I'm your host, the one and only Joe Williams, and we have a full show today, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, every Tuesday of the uh, week, we we will have Liza Lee come on for Art Talk with Liza Lee. We also have our friends from from, uh, Ketchikan Theater Ballet in in the house, as well as First City Players. So uh, this uh, coming... So December 3rd, we have the uh, Ketchikan Theater Ballet production of The Nutcracker. We're very excited about it. Oh, yes. It's going to be a fun time. So, but we'll start with our art talk with Liza Lee segment, where she's going to break down a little bit of The Nutcracker and the history of it and the Easter eggs that lie within. I'm so excited. (laughs) So, um, you both probably already know all this stuff about The Nutcracker, but... um, Maybe not. (laughs) That's why I'm excited. So... uh, the Nutcracker, the beloved and sanguinely sweet play by Tchaikovsky, mm. was a take on a take. Um, Alexandre Dumas wrote a rendition of E.T.A. Hoffman's Nutcracker, which was adapted by Tchaikovsky. And Alexandre Dumas uh, was also the one who wrote uh, The Three Musketeers. Mm-hmm. Um, but so a little bit about E.T.A. Hoffman and his original story Um he was a the original story was really dark and creepy Um, (laughs) as they all are he was uh, yeah as as most fairy tales are it had very grim mm -hmm, the grit and uh tooth of old fairy tales as marie sendak put it and illustrated where the wild things are um so anyways he had a horrible life pretty much came from a broken home loved his aunts but he watched them die tragically later in life was exiled for a while to a muddy little village where um he was essentially miserable he oh (laughs) this was he was exiled because he was caught doodling uh kind of obscene or uh like tongue-in-cheek photos of the German military and Mm. he lived in Berlin. So this was like not okay at the time. So he got exiled, um, came around and wrote some brilliant works. Um, a little bit later, his breakthrough, uh, was Ritter Gluck, the story about, uh, a madman, uh, who thinks he is the composer, Christoph Wilbad Gluck. Um, he was a huge fan of Mozart, which is why he, the A in his name actually stands for Amadeus, but Anyways, so his original story, Nussnacker and Mauskonig, uh, was this creepy story basically about a girl who, um, it's basically a fever dream, and this girl who escapes to this realm where by who's whisked away by a broken doll in wars against a rat king. Uh, with an army of broken toys and actually winds up going back in the end. Uh, She comes back to her family and comes around. She has like a miserable family life. And so much like uh, Hoffman did. So in a a little bit, this, in a way, the story was a little bit about him. Um, And so she essentially wakes up and you know sees her loving family and decides to faint and fall back into this dream and live forever with the nutcracker which who knows really what that means but um the rat king has seven heads in his story which 
is like a real life rat king, which is a gross thing that I only recently uh, learned about. Yes. Yeah. What is a rat king? Well, here's Maurice Sendak's uh, take on the rat king. It is a when a nest of rats becomes so dense, they become tangled together. Um, and almost look like they have multiple heads because they're held together by the tail. And you can see here the uh, depiction of uh, <laughs> of a bunch of rats with a uh, knotted tail, seemingly. Um, so it's a really kind of a gnarly story. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very he- disturbed by this. <laughs> yes. For those who have been following my Facebook saga, I my house was recently... Uh, I wouldn't say infested, but invaded by a few mice. So I went and got a cat, and this cat has been has taken me through all kinds of emotional ups and downs. But we'll 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 go into that some some other time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk more about the the Rat King and the Nutcracker. So in essence, um, E. T. A. Hoffman existed in this corner of history that was all high on the Enlightenment movement, which was all about realism and constitutional government, scientific reasoning, no room at all for play or imagination. Mm. And he felt this movement um, was an assault on the imagination. It Mm. was killing people's dreams. And so he embraced the whimsy and I think he embraced all of his torment and all of his sadness. And, you know, even if it was a nightmare, it was better than real life for him. Wow. Um, yeah, right. What an existence. Dare to dream. Wow. Right. And that and isn't that is that not the responsibility of the artist to take the the torment or to take what what we may experience and 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 put it in a, and mm-hmm. put it in a way or illustrate it or or write it in a way where other people who are experiencing the same things can find the whimsy in it and, right. and spark the creativity and spark the the Imagination. Yeah, I mean, I think it's our responsibility to hold a mirror up to society and also put it through a focal lens, through the looking glass, if you will, not to go into a different artist and a different story, but I think it's important for art to to play that part, like you said, not just the whimsy, but also to be the the reflection of, and, you know, people say life imitates art or art imitates life, and it really is both. And I think that, it, you know, like he was pulling from his childhood and, you know, the broken dolls and the broken childhood piecing that back together that's an important lesson an important story for everyone to hear because everyone kind of has that essence of that within their life i love that now i now thank you liza for that breakdown of tchaikovsky's the nutcracker yeah now i want to uh talk a little bit about uh the ketchikan theater ballet's version of the nutcracker oh by the way i am on the air with zach of uh ketchikan theater ballet now zach what do you do with the ketchikan theater ballet i am the artistic director of ketchikan theater ballet so basically i oversee all of the overall operations and the the artistic direction if you will for the whole school so i Mainly I oversee the staff and the instruction of dance, but then I also produce all of the performances that we have. So aside from from Autumn Showcase, the Nutcracker, and then Evening of Dance in February, and then our Spring Gala performance in May, kind of just setting the overall tone and direction for those things. And I'm really excited for the Nutcracker coming yes. up in December. It is the Ketchikan Theater's Ballet next uh, most forthcoming per- performance, uh, going on Friday, December third, and Saturday, dis- uh, Saturday, December fourth. Those tickets are on sale now. Uh, the shows will be held in in K High, uh, yes. so we, there will be some COVID regulations for that so masks required and things like that seating is very limited so definitely want to call now um to get your tickets because as soon as we are sold out we cannot sell anymore obviously and because we are restricted by the 
um, COVID mitigation protocol of the facility, we only are able to sell 180 tickets right now for, per performance. We only have two performances, Friday the 3rd of December at 7 p.m. and Saturday the 4th of December at 2 p.m. Um, if you call our office at 225-9311 on Monday, Tuesday, or Thursday between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m., our fabulous office manager, Christina, will help you out, and she will get you all set up with your tickets. Um, if you are going to be out of town, I know that's a lot of travel time for people right before the holidays, or if you have family that are down south and would like to experience the joys of Nutcracker as well, we also have live streaming available, which Beautiful. is a fantastic way, or if you have... Um, children that maybe are a little bit too young to sit through a full performance um, and you would rather be in the comfort of your home or if it's really cold and you just don't want to go out like on a snowy day <laughs> like today and you'd rather be sit from your own home theater, you can do that as well. Beautiful. I, and that is available through, uh, through live streaming. And how do we find out more about that? Um, you can go to our website, catchcantheaterballet.com. You can check us out on Facebook at Catch Can Theater Ballet, or give us a call, or you can always stop by between 10 and 3 and come say hi and see our facility, and we can help you out in any way. And I just want to point out, our version of the Nutcracker is not as dark as the Dumas story at all. Boom. It's I know. it's still We still have a Rat King, but he only has one head. So sorry. <laughs> and Clara does have a dream, but it's a little bit more of a magical dream and less of a fever dream. Uh, and she does go to a wonderful land of sweets and gets to dance and frolic with fairy tale creatures of sorts. And so it's it's a lot more whimsical, like you were saying, bringing even more of the whimsical story. I think that's what Tchaikovsky really brought to the story. I was just having a conversation earlier today about how you can never get tired of the music because it's so mm -hmm. dynamic and it's so broad and it's so fanciful. Um, and I, I, a really cool thing, uh, I don't know if you know this, he had recently taken, Tchaikovsky had recently taken a trip to America when he was writing the score for The Nutcracker and was inspired by electricity, actually. He had never mm. seen electricity before. And so he, the fact when he saw lights be turned on with a switch for the first time, it inspired him to write several scenes of the score. That's kind of apropos, with all the mechanical nature of the play. I can totally see that. Right. I think in uh, the Sugar Plum Fairies uh, music, which is like one of the most iconic musics in the whole ballet, right? That very twinkly, high pitch, almost bell-like. I forget the name of the instrument. I feel it's a calliope, maybe? It was a very recently invented instrument at the time. It wasn't something that was used very much. Um, or hadn't been used in a lot of scores before. And so he was using, being inspired by new technology of electricity and then also this new instrument that had been brought into his arsenal as a composer. So I think it's very, it was cutting edge for the time. You know, we look at it as this passe, oh yeah, every year, whatever, the Nutcracker. But when it came out, it was, you know, the hot ticket. That's and that's why it stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that had to have been one of the first mixtures of organic and inorganic sound in the, I mean, in the game. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. 
Very cool. So the Nutcracker going on Friday, December 3rd, Saturday, uh, Saturday, December 4th. Uh, those tickets are on sale now. You do want to get those tickets as soon as possible. These things do sell out rather quickly mm -hmm. and they are limited. So uh, so there are all kinds of ways to enjoy the show through live streaming, through uh, actually uh, being uh, present in the venue. Um, and there are all kinds of cool things. I love the thing I love about the Nutcracker is that, well, the uh, the Catch a Can Theater Ballet's pr uh, production of The Nutcracker. Mm -hmm. So you guys put a lot into this. You fly guest artists up from New York um, yes. to uh, to play in, in these roles and to, do, and to do different things. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think what, you know, we have very, very awesome dancers here that, you know, they get great training and they, they put in hours and hours a week of work, but we don't necessarily have all of the male roles or men here that can dance the roles that the ballet requires to tell the full story. So we tend to fly in between either one or two guest artists, depending on the need of that year from somewhere down south. And so we've had people from Los Angeles. We've had people from Boise, Idaho. We've had people from Florida. We've had people from Texas. We've had people from Oregon. We've had people from New York. And so this year we, again, have someone from New York. Uh, Preston Miles is his name, and he'll be here a week from Thursday Very exciting. to begin rehearsals. And I think that's that's one of the really cool things, too, is people don't... You come to the performance and you see the culmination, but what you don't see are the hours and hours and hours of rehearsal that are put in to polish the production to be what it is for you. Um, and we, we only really get two shots to present it, and so it's awesome that we're able to bring people up we are so, so thankful to all of the organizations that help us get guest artists up here. Alaska Airlines does a lot for us. Um, people with their generosity through donating miles or, you know, on an individual basis for flights or and all of our sponsors help us to do that every year. And it really brings a another, like you said, it's, it's a wonderful part of Catch a Can Theater Ballet's production because you're able to bring in this talent from down south to elevate the performance to the level that our students deserve to have because they do put in so many hours of rehearsal that it just, it makes it all worthwhile for them. Very exciting. Uh, so there are discounts available and I want to talk a little bit about that before we um, go to a quick song break and then bring on Elizabeth and Grace so we can talk a little bit about First City Players and Pippin and all the different things that are going on there. Yeah, uh, just our adult tickets for general admission are $18, but if you are active military or a senior and you have ID, um, your tickets are $15. So don't forget to mention that if you are calling or if you are on our website, catchcantheaterballet.com, looking at tickets to mention that, because um, then that way you will be able to get a little bit of a break. I know it's holidays and there's all of the travel and presents and, and feasts a plenty. So a plenty. we like to help any way we can, especially Veterans Day being this week, active military. We are so thankful for everything that you do and having the Coast Guard here in town. We are very thankful to have them. So if you are looking for tickets and you have your active military ID, you get a little bit of a discount. A little bit of a, of a discount. And $18 is honestly quite a fair price for all that you guys do to put on this fabulous production. So we're, very, we're very much so looking forward to the Nutcracker uh, Friday, December 3rd, and Saturday, December 4th. Please get those tickets now. They are on sale, and they will sell out soon. Uh, so we're going to take a quick song break. And I, I want to thank my guest, Liza Lee, for our Art Talk with Liza Lee. And uh, we're going we're gonna to be back in just one moment after this little song break. 
That was a little uh, Maroon 5, but I did not want that song to play. We have guests in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so we're in the studio with uh, Elizabeth Nelson. We have Grace and Zach also. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the first City Players production of Pippin, which is fabulous. I had the honor of seeing it on Saturday. You guys really outdid yourself with this show. How are you today, Elizabeth? I'm a little tired, but, you know, other than that, I'm great. And I'm really, really proud of what this team has done to make um, a, a pretty gorgeous show. And I just want to start it out by a little story about my husband, who I watched the beginning of the film with Ben Vereen years ago, and he hated it. He hated the show, and he's been, like, all cranky about the fact that we're doing this show that he hates. And after Friday night, uh, Friday night show, he we sat down at home and he said, "I think this is my new favorite musical." Mm-hmm. So yeah, wow. whatever is happening um, for audience, I think it's pretty darn exciting. And it's not one of the most well-known musicals in the um, battery of musicals. It's probably a little bit more of a. Um, What's the word that I'm searching for? Obscure. Dark Horse, Obscure. It was uh, written by Stephen Schwartz in 1972. And Stephen Schwartz is most well-known recently for Wicked. Um, everybody knows the show Wicked. And he was the composer for that. This was one of his earliest shows, and he worked with Bob Fosse. So it's very, very, very much a dance show, which is why... It was like the perfect year, Zach, for you to come back and for you to bring this beautiful woman with you yes. who um, auditioned like the day after she got here yeah, right. and is yeah. playing the leading player. Yeah. And that is the name of the character, the leading player. Mm-hmm. So um, just to, what's the experience been for you, Grace? Um, well, actually, the process of finding that character has been crazy for me mm-hmm. because I, when, I, when I first read it, I'm like, I don't understand who I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there were so many times in rehearsal where I would ask Bridget, who's the director, and I'd be like, I don't, I just don't know who I am. <laughs> and go ahead. Well, I, and I think that that is sort of the mystery of the show, too, because leaving the uh, play, I, I was thinking, is she the devil? Is she, are, are, are they all like demonic entities? <laughs> well, and that was the fun part for it, because yeah. I, well, what and what I found for myself is I'm everything depending on the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am everything. And it's funny how deep you can go with it or how not deep, because I can be the voice in your head or I can be an actual real person in your life that is that. Like, I don't know, I love The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, so I'm like, I can be that little, you know, the guy mm-hmm. next to the teen, yes, warm tail. Um, yeah. And so the really the process for me has been figuring out that character and then also just my relationships with everyone else and seeing their beautiful work helping me come to life, really, because without them, I can't really do anything. Um, so can this, we talk about story, that, that leather just... jumper, though? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is fabulous. I need it. It's amazing. <laughs> the, the story, the, the show centers around a young man whose name is Pippin and um, finding the this the meaning of life or it could be a young man who is running away to the circus it but but it's really a structure of um of players the characters there's a group of they are called players they can be actors they could be dancers they can be singers they can be circus characters Mm -hmm. um it's really it's 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 a wide open when you read the script what they will be and they are leading this young man through to a 
fabulous finale. And we yes. can't tell you anything about that yeah, you'll finale never forget. at this point. The finale. Yes. The finale. <laughs> but they all, all these characters, it's it's feeding something in them mm-hmm. to be able to uh, finish this 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 production, as it were, or this scene, this play, this with with the young man going through all of these all of these adventures. Mm-hmm. And the leading player is the one that ultimately is taking him there. And it's left somewhat um, unclear so that you as the audience can make up your own mind what you want it to be. And I know in our family, we had a great time. Mm. I think it was yesterday, mm. just sitting, my daughter and my husband and I sitting and talking about all the different ways that you could have handled what the ending is or what it could mean or how mm. it could. It was really yeah. fun. For me, the ending was really one of the more fascinating parts because it's like what 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 happens happens mm-hmm. and then it seems to start over in a, in a new cycle uh-huh. which Absolutely which sort of right. gives me the uh the 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 vibe or the thought myself of are are these people were these people ever real are mm. they just in his mind are they just the the temptations of life like mm-hmm. what what are these are these characters right. well and for me and this kind of goes into when i was stuck figuring out who i was i actually got in contact with one of my old acting teachers and had a a lesson with her over Zoom. Mm-hmm. And she just said, Grace, it just feels cult-like to me. And I was like, I like that because I love you. That's why you're my teacher. <laughs> and and I took that. And so for me, it's like I feel like I'm a cult leader a little bit. And yes. so during the end of that show, for me, I'm like, yes, it's about to happen for me. This thing that I want to happen that feeds me. And then when I, I get really upset at the end, and what's really cool about that is – it's like I didn't have this thing happen that I wanted so much. And so that helps to carry just what the ending looks like for me. But still, I do leave it. We leave it open. So it's like, but what is that ending? Yes. Yeah, really- there's, there's so many ways to interpret what it could be. And that's really fun. I mean, that's yeah. that's part of the fun of the show is that it, it isn't it isn't your normal beginning, middle and end uh, existence of a play. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, I also just want to mention that Elizabeth Schultz has choreographed this show and um, she has a group of six dancers. Is that right, Zach? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Plus Grace. Yes. (laughs) So seven, really. Mm -hmm. And the dance that she has put into this show, I think, is just stunning. It is so beautiful to watch and how she's integrated it into Mm -hmm. the story and the fantasy of the play. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a lot of fun to dance, too. That's the thing. We're up there just performing and it's it's designed in such a way where we're moving together at points we're moving independently at points so we get to showcase different skills and different things and we get to highlight and also be a part of the players like you said are they dancers are they singers are they actors and we're kind of all everything um and then it's fun to also have the an aerialist there yeah. that with has us been yes. because so then yeah. it, it just adds another layer mm-hmm. even to the dance cuz so she's dancing up in the air and right. then we're dancing on the floor and like there's not a lot of shows or a lot of opportunities to have that much range exactly mm-hmm. And it's just, I love how we're incorporating, I think I said this once before when we were talking about Oscar Wilde, talking about theater being the meeting place of all the arts. Right. Right, And this really just feels like it it, it 
captures that sense where you have music and you have visual and you have dance and you have the story and everybody working together to create the magic of it. And, you know, the same thing that you're you're dealing with 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 Nutcracker, because we have to have small audiences, because we have to have all the protocols. However, there is nothing like seeing a show live. Absolutely not. And this is one that we will be streaming. We'll be putting all of that information out later. We just got the licensing requirements for that today. Excellent. Um, So all your families, (laughs) Becky's will be able to see this. I'm happy Um, about that. (laughs) But anyway, if you are in town, you really don't miss seeing it live because it's a different magic that you, you can't get. miss seeing it live it's truly a feast for the senses from the dancing to the choreography to the uh, to the costuming mm-hmm. I mean the the, the costuming the colors oh my goodness Pamela Duran has uh, designed yes. this show and mm-hmm. it is so stinking fun so yeah. fun so beautiful it's just crazy she yeah. just did all these weird little elements she added to costumes mm-hmm. the colors are divine fabulous yes. so fun fabulous it's yeah it's just it's just a feast the show is a feast um I, so when pippin's done with that sweater i need it <laughs> he says it itches <laughs> well you know what we, we suffer for fashion dog. <laughs> yes no so this show is just so spectacular if you are in town you cannot miss it pippin uh it is going to be on this next weekend for its last performance and please do not pl- don't don't play yourself <laughs> yes. come out and check out this show now where can we find tickets Elizabeth? okay the show performs this coming week Weekend, Friday and Saturday at 7.30 and then a Sunday matinee at 2.30. Tickets are available online at firstcityplayers.org or you can give us a call at 907-225-4792. Our box office hours are 11 to 5, Monday through Friday. And I... Because we're performing outside of our own space, it takes a while to just get all of that information off of the website and do your seating charts and take everything up to K-High and get set up there. So that means we do close on Friday and Saturday at 5 o'clock and we close on Sunday at noon. So if you go online and you you just like missed us by five minutes, give us a call. Amanda will be there or or email us at info at firstcityplayers.org and we will get you in. But again, because of COVID, there is no box office at the door. We can't do it. We can't sell you your ticket in the commons at K-High. So you need to get these tickets in advance. And trust me, you want to get these tickets in advance. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I'm sure you guys will have a packed house after those stellar performances this past weekend. And I I may just get another ticket myself. It was it was such a fun time. Yeah. Um, do we have anything else to highlight from First well, City Players coming up? Well, I do want to say also, just, just like KTB, we do adult, student, senior, military tickets. Um, if you're a First City Players member, of course, you get an additional ticket. Uh, discount on top of that. I also really want to thank KPU Telecommunications, who has sponsored the show, and they have been an amazing partner with us in allowing us to be able to produce a show like this. There's There's nothing inexpensive about theater ever, and when you go to a show that has as many moving parts as this one, it just, you know, the the price tag keeps going up. Mm-hmm. So bless them for their support of of us and the show. 
Um, coming up at First City Players, yes, we will be doing our jazz festival in January. Fabulous. It starts, workshops start on the 10th. We will have more information about that coming up. Our next performance is Sarah Rule's Eurydice. It is an amazing play that's based on the Orpheus and Eurydice myth that is directed by Keith Smith this year. His auditions are January... <gasps> Fifth and sixth. I'm pretty sure those are the dates. (laughs) But check it out on the website. Uh, So those are all coming up now. But but, uh, Pippin, one last weekend to be able to see the show. Grace is gorgeous all the way through it. It is such a strong cast. Just um, really exciting to be on stage with everybody that we're working with. And if for no other reason, I love watching Zach Layton on stage. And because most of the time he is behind the the scenes, he's working. So we don't get to see his presence. This is the second show you've done with us. Yes. And you are a delight. Yes. You You are so fun. Your movement is fabulous. Yeah. And you're really fun to interact with. And just so thank you for... uh, jumping right in and being there so hopefully we'll see everybody this weekend thank you for the performance opportunity and i just wanted to to echo what you were saying about the live theater versus Mm -hmm. live stream for any any production it's the Mm -hmm. difference between listening to a cd in your car like everyone loves music Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it is not the same as going to see that band in a concert and you know that intellectually you hear that you go oh of course and i think understanding that there is a huge difference between Mm -hmm. the experience of being in the room. It's the difference between watching something at home and going to the theater to see right. a movie. Well, it's, it's the case of, and it, you, it happens on stage as well. So when we're on stage, you feel what your audience is giving yeah. you. Yes. And it changes subtly, performance oh, to performance so to performance, mm-hmm. because it is a shared experience. And the audience is every bit as important mm-hmm. as the actor. And that it, there's two things that are necessary to create theater. One is an audience, and the yeah. other is an actor. An yeah. actor can be brilliant and standing on a street corner and nobody stops and looking at them, and they just become a crazy person on the street corner. Right. <laughs> you need that. You have to have that interaction yes. and that exchange. And for my money, there is nothing like it, either being in the audience or on stage. It is the most magical thing in the world. Right. So come have some magic. Yes. Incredible. It's, it's whimsical. It's, right. it's, it's, it's it's almost sinister at certain points. Yeah. It, certain points, it yeah. gives you everything that you need. Yeah. It's, it's edge of the seat entertainment. And yeah. I yeah. loved it. And I'm sure you guys will too. Right. Well, and I just wanted to say, like, um, just as it is the last weekend, it's like Tora, her voice is yes. so oh, beautiful God, for Tora. those who don't know her in town. Yeah. And Philip has been doing such an amazing, amazing. job. Amazing. And then I know she's modest, but over here, Elizabeth has. Has yes, a wonderful scene, and then you have Frankie, and just just the word Deidre has put into, mm-hmm. and oh, and the orchestra. It's like it's just a really great show. I mean, I mean, I'm so proud of it too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. so you have to come see it. I'm very excited. I will be purchasing my second show ticket today. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm so for excited. Forcityplayers.org. Forcityplayers.org, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And make sure you get those tickets in advance. So that uh, that is Pippin going on this Friday and Saturday at 7.30 at K-High. You want to get those tickets before 5, though, because the, uh, there is no box office at K-High. And the matinee will be going on at 2. 30. 2.30 on Sunday. But you want to make sure you get those tickets before 12, because there is no box office, ladies and gentlemen. Get these tickets in advance you do not want to miss this show it is spectacular 
Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank, thank you, Zach. You. Thank you, Grace, for joining us today. Yeah, thank and thank you, you all for tuning in to the First City Forum. Now, if you are listening and you would like to be a part of the First City Forum, if you have an organization uh, that you'd like to get inf- information to the community uh, out from, or or if you just have an opinion on something you'd like to share, please email me at firstcityforum at abcstations.com and we will get you on the air. I am your host, the one and only Joe Williams. Today's show is brought to you by Providence Properties in Southeast Alaska Orthopedics. Have a great day, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to uh, continue that Maroon 5 song. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye.